Hello YouTube and welcome to a brand new lore video. Today we're talking about Tamriel's only known active volcano, the Red Mountain. I don't really have a lot to say before we start the video, so without any further ado, let's talk about every Morrowind player's favorite mountain. So, as I said before, Red Mountain is Tamriel's only known active volcano. We know that Tamriel has magma and lava underneath the surface. Think only of, for example, the Ethereum Forge in Skyrim and some of ESO's dungeons. However, Red Mountain is the only confirmed place where an actual volcano has formed. And the formation of this volcano wasn't natural, but it was in a way artificial. Meaning that, as far as we know, Tamriel doesn't have naturally occurring active volcanoes, which has some pretty interesting geological implications, but I'm drifting off. So... As I stated before, Red Mountain isn't a naturally occurring volcano, it was in a sense created by the gods during the Dawn Era. For the full story on creation you should check out my video on the Dawn Era, but shortly summarized, after the Adria constructed Mundus or the Mortal Plane, when they were being instructed to do so by the god Lorcan, they noticed that in order to construct Mundus they had to surrender large portions of their power in order to fuel the construction of the plane. They believed that Lorcan tricked them into constructing the mortal plane, as they weren't too happy over losing their power. Many of the gods then fled creation before they would lose all of their power, but the few that stayed held a meeting of sorts at the Adamantine Tower, an event which literally became known as the Convention. At this convention they decided whether or not they should punish Lorcan for his trickery, and after the convention they decided that he would need to be punished by taking his source of divinity and removing it from him so that he would lose his divine power. This source of divinity was what we know as the Heart of Lorcan. The gods then tried to destroy the Heart, but they failed, so instead they threw away the Heart, throwing it into the sea so it would never be found by whatever would inhabit this plane ever again. The landing of this divine source, or the Heart of Lorcan, created a powerful reaction within the sea, and from its landing place, a massive mountain rose up from the sea. This massive new mountain would become known as the Red Mountain and the island of Vardenfell. Although a little bit of context to this is that at the time all of Nurn was still one large landmass, Akavir, Tamriel, Edmora, Piendene, and the other continents were still all connected to each other and the placement of this new mountain is also unknown. It might have been somewhere on the far reaches of Nurn and then by chance it just ended up in Morrowind eventually. Because the division of the continents and the formation of Nurn as we know it, and to an extent Tamriel as we know it, would only happen after the Elmofe Wars, which came after the Divine Convention and after the creation of the Red Mountain somewhere on Nurn. So, that said, after the Elmofe War reshaped the face of the continent of Nurn to the shapes that we know today, I mean, again, I refer you to my creation video since, unfortunately... I don't really have time to go over the entire process here. Red Mountain ended up as part of Tamriel, positioned within present-day Morrowind's inner sea. The Red Mountain and its foothills would become known as the island of Vardenfell, and the mountain has been host to some of the most influential events in history. This started all in the Meretic era, when the Dwemer clan spread over Morrowind. Some of the clans actually settled on Vardenfell, and during this time they constructed many of the Dwemer cities and fortresses that we can find on the island. These cities were pretty ordinary in all respects. Uh, the Dwemer mostly lived underground, living in tunnels and underground spaces. Meanwhile, some groups of Kymer, another elven race, or the ancestors of the Dunmer, or Dark Elves as we know them, lived on the surface of the land. At some point in history, the Nordic Empire, which is established in Skyrim, started conquering almost all of northern Tamriel. 
At some point during the conquest of the Nordic Empire, the, con the Nords conquered almost all of Morrowind, save for Vardenfell. This caused the Dwemer and the Keimer to unite eventually to in order to drive them out. Together they fought against the occupying Nords and managed to drive them out. This caused the Dwemer and the Keimer to unite themselves into one kingdom, the kingdom of Resdane, of which Vardenfell was part. The Keimer stick to the lands above, while the Dwemer stuck mostly to the grounds below, and over the years the Dwemer kept digging into the Red Mountain to expand their cities and their mining operations. And at some point during the first era, well... I don't know if you remember what I said before, with the gods' intention was that, you know, the heart of Lorcan would never be found by whatever would inhabit the mortal plane. Well... Yep, they found it. <laughs> by a stroke of luck, the Dwemer managed to find the heart of Lorcan. At first, they had no idea what it was, but they managed to find out that it was a great source of power. And knowing the Dwemer, they wanted to try and harness that power. They employed one of their greatest, if not the greatest, magecrafter and enchanter of their race, Karganek, and tried to harness the power of the heart. Using tonal architecture, Karganek managed to create a set of tools, which would allow the Dwemer to work the heart and harness its power to become godlike and create an artificial god, the Numidian. But this all happened while the Dwemer and the Keimer were still united under the kingdom of Resdane, and at some point the Keimer found out what the Dwemer were doing to the heart and what they were trying to do. They found this unacceptable, and they broke their alliance and rushed their armies to Red Mountain to stop the Dwemer from exploiting the heart of Lorcan. This conflict was known as the War of the First Council, a war mostly fought on Vardenfell between the Dwemer and Kaimar armies. This conflict ended with the Battle of the Red Mountain, in which the Dwemer race as a whole disappeared after Kargrenek tried to work the heart of Lorcan and activate their artificial god. After this, the Heart of Lorcan and the tools were left in the hands of the Kaimar army. What exactly went down with the tools is highly disputed and argued within the lore community. However, the result was that Vorin Dagoth, also known as Dagoth Ur, had used the tools to work the heart so that he would become godlike. The leader of the Kaimar, Indriel Nerevar, and his generals, Almalexia, Sothasil, and Vivek, managed to defeat Dagoth Ur and wrest the tools from his control. Indriel Nerevar, who never wanted the tools to be used by anyone, then dies somehow. Some say he died because of his fight with Dagoth Ur, while others claim that the three generals killed him because they wanted to work the heart and have the power for themselves. Which answer it is, I can't tell you, because it's highly disputed within the lore community and each side has, well, good arguments. But in the end, we don't really know what the con concluding answer is. His death, no matter what the cause, made it so that the three generals ended up working the heart of Lorcan themselves, which resulted in them gaining godlike powers and becoming the Tribunal, or Morrowind's living gods. This, in turn, caused the Daedric Prince Azura to become pretty angry, and she then transformed the Chimer into the Dunmer race, as Dark Elves, as punishment. All this happened within Red Mountain, and over the years the Tribunal got a hold of Morrowind's society and ruled them as gods. For some reason, all this also seemingly caused the mountain to erupt in what we now know as the event of the sun's death, which was a gigantic explosion of Red Mountain that blotted out the sun over Varnfell and parts of Morrowind for nearly a year. Not much happened with the mountain except for the sun's death in the following centuries, save for Dunry culture flourishing on the foothills of Varnfell, and the tribunal continuing to use the heart of Lorcan to get their power renewed every once in a while. And also, a large rock was, according to legends, flung from the void by Shiogora to destroy Vardenfell, but this meteorite of sorts was stopped by Vivek's power, leaving it hanging from the skies above Vardenfell. Eventually, it would become known as the Ministry of Truth, or Bardur, as many know the rock itself. 
And we can see it hanging above Vardenfell in both Elder Scrolls Online's Morrowind expansion and the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, where it's officially the Ministry of Truth. During the middle of the Second Era, the mountain played a role in the story of the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind, when it was about to erupt due to the schemes of Clavicus Vile, which weakened Vivac. Uh, this problem was solved by the hero of the Elder Scrolls Online, and once again not much happened in the following decades. That is, until the year 882 of the Second Era, when the Tribunal wanted to renew their powers at the heart of Lorcan. When suddenly they found out that Dagoth Ur, whom they had defeated back in the First Era, had suddenly returned. Dagoth Ur still had his godlike powers, and together with the power of the heart, he managed to defeat the tribunal and drove them out of the mountain. This caused the tribunal to be unable to access the heart and renew their powers ever since the late Second Era, and thus their power would slowly weaken over the years. Dagoth Ur, in turn, would grow ever more powerful deep within the mountain, as he was constantly exposed to the heart. While the tribunal would grow weaker, every attempt of the tribunal to enter the mountain was thwarted by Dagoth Ur, and eventually they even lost some of the tools needed to work the heart of Lorcan, causing them to fall in the hands of Dagoth Ur, which was in the end a definitive end to their attempts to restore their power. Dagoth Ur then started to spread the blight and corpus disease from the mountain, and conjured up great ash storms from the mountain to carry the disease and make the mountains inaccessible to any possible invader. This caused the tribunal to erect the so-called ghost fence around the mountain, a large magical barrier meant to stop Dagoth's Ur diseases and stop his minions from swarming Vardenfell, and access to the mountain was denied to almost everyone. The only ones to enter the mountain in the years between the Lost Tools and the events of the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind were Jake Tharn to hide a piece of the Staff of Chaos, and then the hero of the Elder Scrolls Arena to, to retrieve said piece. Eventually, after several years in this situation, the events of the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind kicked in, and the Red Mountain would play a central role in the game, as the player or the Nereverine would reunite Karganek's tools there and eventually defeat Dagoth Ur deep within the mountain. In order to do so, they also had to destroy the Heart of Lorcan, ending Dagoth Ur's evil and stripping the Tribunal of their immortality. Eventually, all of the Tribunal members were either killed or had disappeared, with Vivek disappearing during the Oblivion Crisis. His disappearance caused the large meteorite-like rock, the Bardur, or Ministry of Truth, that he had stopped to slowly continue falling towards Vardenfell. Even though the Dunmer tried to stop its fall by creating an Ingenium to keep it afloat for several years, the Bardur eventually crashed into Vivek City, completely destroying the city in a large crater and sending shockwaves through the ground. These shockwaves of the falling rock in turn then caused for the Red Mountain to erupt in what we now know as the Red Year. The eruption destroyed almost all of Vardenfell, and its toxic fumes made a lot of Morrowind virtually inhabitable for several years. These fumes would cause the near extinction of a lot of Vardenfell's unique species, like the Cliff Strider, and these toxic fumes would then go on to poison the water and land, causing agricultural production in Morrowind to be significantly impacted. The eruption of the mountain severely weakened Morrowind, which in turn opened a window of opportunity for the Argonians to invade in the Accession War. It is said in the book The Infernal City that during the war some Argonian mages were spotted at Red Mountain doing, well, something, but we don't know what exactly. And that is basically the end of the mountain story so far. I skimmed over a lot of the details, making this video quite chaotic, as I basically just wanted to talk about the mountain's origins, but then decided to summarize the mountain's entire story. But then I found out that I already made a lot of videos on the subjects I talk and summarized in this video. So if you want to know more about the individual subjects that I talked about and I skimmed over quite quickly, I recommend you watch the other videos which I will put in the description because a lot of the events that, <laughs> that I covered actually already have videos on my channel. 
So I didn't want to, you know, repeat myself all too much. I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. And that said, before I end this video, allow me to thank my top patrons, Mr. Bernardo Binda, Mr. metalhead 1v1, Gabriel Binda, Mr. Christmas, and Mr. Para. These guys, along with the other on screen, make my weekly lore series possible, and for that I am very thankful. That said, if you enjoyed the video, I hope you stick around until next Thursday when a new Elder Scrolls lore video launches on the channel. And with that said, it's time for me to head off and work on the next lore video. Bye-bye.